his song, a song which became an anthem for the civil rights movement. To perform it for us tonight is someone I've had the pleasure of introducing before. When we were together once on that historic day in Washington, D.C. in 1963, when Dr. Martin Luther King told us about the dream he wanted to share with all America. I'm pleased, nay, happy, to reintroduce this artist again tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Dylan. This is Pod Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the freewheeling Rob Kelly. And uh, this is a uh, sort of special episode of Pod Dylan, or at least a unique one, in that I'm here all by myself. Normally, of course, I'm joined by a guest, a fellow Bobcat, to talk about some uh, song or event or concert or just something involving uh, Bob Dylan. But uh, I'm here all by myself because this is kind of a special week. Uh, obviously, um, this country, the United States, uh, has been on a roller coaster the last couple of days. I myself have gone the last couple of days without uh, really any sleep. And I uh, was, like a lot of people, I think, uh, very fearful of what the outcome is going to be. And while everything as of this recording is not quite nailed down, I'm feeling very good about uh, the election. And uh, I didn't want Pod Dylan to just go on and not make some sort of reference or comment as to what is going on in the outside world. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Dylan's work is that it makes you confront the world around you. Uh, it's not just passive entertainment, something you just take in and forget about it. it at least for me, and that's one of the things I, I love about it, is that it, it forces you to uh, deal with the real world. Um, <laughs> and uh, even though I have, uh, obviously we have other episodes of the show planned, I just thought it would be sort of inappropriate to not take a moment and pause and at least reflect on all the events that are unfolding around us. So to that end, I decided I was going to pick this week to talk about not an original Dylan song, but one of my favorite covers that the man has ever performed. And namely, that is his version, his live version of Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come, which was performed at the Apollo at 70, a hot night in Harlem special event on June 7th, 2004. Uh, I remember watching that show at the time because I think I had heard that Dylan was going to be on it, and I didn't know what he was going to sing. Uh, and, you know, like any, I never miss an opportunity, like most of you out there that are Bob fans, I, I never miss an opportunity to see Bob on TV. That is one of the... You know, extra fun things about seeing Bob on TV is that, you know, you get a, a big close up of him, uh, which you generally, unless you're very lucky, you don't get a chance to do when you're seeing him in concert because you're kind of far away or whatever. But here, of course, on television, you get to be up with him up close as he is singing live. And that's always an exciting event. So I remembered tuning into this special, uh, knowing that Bob was going to perform on it. Uh, before we get to the, the covering question, just a little bit of history uh, on the song itself. Of course, it was written and performed by the legendary Sam Cooke. Apparently, uh, Cooke, uh, who, when he first heard Bob's own Blown in the Wind in 1963, he was so moved that such a poignant song about racism in America could come from someone who was not black. 
He was also ashamed that he had not yet written something like that himself. Uh, however, his image and fears of losing his largely white fan base prevented him from doing so. But he loved the song so much that he was immediately incorporated into his repertoire. And, uh, yeah, if you go on YouTube, you can find various covers of Blown in the Wind by, by Sam Cooke. And then so after an event in Cooke's life where he was uh, confronted uh, by some racists and rejected for trying to get, I believe, into a hotel room, he was inspired to write this song, this longing of a better day. And for the longest time, I've been a little hesitant to cover this on the show because uh, being who I am, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the... Uh, I'm a giant jar of mayonnaise over here. Uh, I've been a suburban white kid my whole life, suburban straight white man my whole life. I, I didn't feel I could necessarily obviously speak to the issues that a change is going to come are brought up. But nevertheless, um, this cover m- is very, very special to me because I think part of the thing that I love about it, again, a little more of a history here, is that uh, that night at the Apollo at 70 show, he was introduced by Ossie Davis, and you can find that clip on YouTube. There's a couple clips around of the performance. Most of them just cut right to Ossie Davis saying Bob Dylan and then then the song, but there's one version uh, that you can see the entire speech that Ossie Davis gives, and there's a clip of that that opened uh, this episode. And, of course, Ossie Davis introduced Bob Dylan in 1963 on the March on Washington. So here he is 40 years later doing doing it all over again. And you can hear the delight in his voice as he's introducing Bob Dylan uh, again. And this is obviously a very, very important song uh, in the history of American music in the history of the civil rights movement. This song in 2007 was selected for preservation in the Library of Congress, deeming the song culturally, historically, and aesthetically important. And the fact that uh, whoever the organizers were of the Apollo uh, at 70 show uh, were willing to let a white artist sing this, I think, says something. And the fact that it was Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, who has always fought for racial justice as far back uh, as his career goes, basically, and uh, you know, we have to remember at a time when that wasn't the standard necessarily. You were actually really taking some uh, creative and financial, and maybe even some other risks by doing such a thing in nineteen early nineteen sixties. But Bob Dylan was there early, and I feel that by the fact that he was chosen to sing this very very important song, says something about the relationship that African-Americans potentially have with Bob Dylan, that yes, he's not a black artist, he's a white artist, but nevertheless, this is a guy who obviously uh, walks the walk and talks the talk. And coming at this song, as I am, as a, as a white man who has not experienced any oppression pretty much ever in my life for any reason, uh, the idea of this song that the longing in it and that you're you're – hoping for a better day uh but there's that melancholy in it that maybe suggests that you know that that day is is like the horizon it's so far off that you yourself uh, might not ever see it i think that dylan's cover of it the way he sings it and again we're going to end the episode with a little bit of clip from it and you, you can find the full performance on youtube dylan brings that wonderful sort of flat gravelly grit voice to it and there's this i've mentioned this in other episodes where paul simon once said that that bob dylan's voice had a quality to it that allowed him he thought paul simon thought 
Dylan to express more than one idea with the same line simultaneously, which he said was he thought was extraordinary. And I believe that's what's going on here. I think that's why I love this cover so much is that it's 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 a hopeful song. But by the fact that Dylan is still singing it and it's still relevant 40 years later suggests a certain uh, wistfulness that, yeah, we are still dealing with this. And obviously in America, 2020, 15 years later after the performance, we're still dealing with it. And while uh, I feel that we have made a very positive turn just a couple of days ago, we are so far from where we should be. And, you know, it's easy to get uh, frustrated and wonder when is this shit going to stop? But the fight goes on and it's important for everyone to keep fighting in any way that they can. And I feel that, again, every time I get that sense of uh, despair, that feeling of sort of hopelessness, some of the things that go on in the world, uh, especially in our country, um, this song in a weird way cheers me up, even though it's kind of a sad song. Uh, But again, Dylan's performance of it is so marvelous. Um, And just, again, the the close-up of him uh, at the keyboards, uh, banging away at this thing while the band plays behind him is just, again, it's just extraordinary. I want to read a little bit of the lyrics from it, uh, from the song again. It's by, written by Sam Cooke. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, and just like that river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long time, a long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. And then the, then in the song, we get very specific. I go to the movie and I go downtown. Somebody keeps telling me, don't hang around. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. Then I go to my brother and I say, brother, help me, please. But he ends up knocking me back down on my knees. Oh, there have been times that I thought I couldn't last for long, but now I think I'm able to carry on. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know that a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. And again, it's such a hopeful song, but also such a sad song. Uh, and someone turns to their brother and they get knocked down and just the way Dylan sings, you know, he stretches up back down on my knee. I mean, I'm horrible imitation there, but, um, it's, again, I think it's one of the most extraordinary performances I've seen Bob give on television. This is a song that he apparently has covered live in other occasions. If you go to bobdylan.com, you can see that, uh, he covered it twice in 1978 and once in 1986. In fact, according to, the website, he led off a concert with a cover of the song, which is very interesting. I wonder what his thought processes were. Interestingly, this performance at the Apollo 70 is not listed on BobDylan.com, even though it is technically a live performance. So I'm guessing that uh, they don't count live perform live television performances on BobDylan.com. I'd have to go through the archives and see if they have the Letterman performances are on there. But uh, I guess that they don't, they don't uh, consider it a, a live a concert performance, even though... He's performing it live in front of an audience. It's a concert performance in, in my mind. We all know that uh, you know Dylan gets a rap for being a you know a great songwriter, but not a great singer. Which you know, anyone who's a fan of his knows that that's utter nonsense. I think he's a wonderful singer. I've already talked about the the quality of his voice is able to convey multiple meanings, and just the timber of his voice. He's able to bring this grit to it, and he's able to wring emotion out of any given line. 
And even when, again, you have someone like Bob Dylan, a white man who has been a massive success pretty much from the get-go. Uh, I mean, it, it occurs to me, like, think about the like Bob Dylan has never had, like, a job, you know, outside of working at his father's hardware store when he was a teenager. The man has never had a job. He's been Bob Dylan his whole life. So I don't think, you know, I think it's safe to say that Bob Dylan has never suffered any sort of real oppression in any real way. And the idea, again, that he would take on the mantle of of, of an African-American man, an African-American person, and be able to channel that feeling of rage and hopelessness, and yet hope, again, hopelessness followed by hope, that we will go on to a better day. I think it provides a sort of um, pathway for people like myself who, again, can't possibly speak to that experience that African-Americans have or any any person of color has in America. Again, it's not like I don't appreciate the, the Sam Cooke original, but hearing Dylan sing it, I feel like it's it's he's providing some sort of emotional path for people who, like me, can't speak to the directness of it but can can get as close as possible, if that makes sense. I apologize if I'm not making a whole lot of sense here. I'm going, as I said, a couple of days without a lot of sleep, and I'm – uh, you know, been on a roller coaster like everybody else here, but it's it's this kind of stuff that uh, again sort of keeps bringing me back to this guy, and that he's able to take a song that has become a standard and is just part of the American lexicon, and sort of add something different to it and add his own take put his own particular stamp on it uh, is just so remarkable. Again, it's uh, and it's it's fun in a way to just watch him. And as the camera pans over his keyboards and sort of navigates in between the band, we can see Tony Garnier there, of course, uh, smiling as always playing away. The song makes me emotional. Every time I hear it, every time I hear Dylan's version, it's, I won't say it brings me to tears cause I don't go that far. Cause I'm, you know, as my friend David calls me, I'm calls me Robbot, but it, I get, I get emotional when I hear it because it just sounds so powerful and and his voice just has that wonderful quality of suggesting that you're you're singing the blues and that by itself is a hopeful gesture but it's also sad that we still have to be singing the song and then the song still has to be relevant uh in in that the song was relevant in 63 was relevant in 2004 and is still relevant in 2020 and it probably will be relevant for a very long time which is sad but just being able to sing it, being able to convey that message and put it across, uh, again, it's just remarkable. And that's why I just am the fan of this guy that I am because, again, he can not only write great songs, but he can interpret other people's songs, even songs as um, you know, so familiar as this one. I think I'm rambling at this point, so I think I'm probably going <laughs> to wrap this up here. I wish I had more to say about it. Change is going to come in a weird way. Uh, and maybe again, if I had had a guest, we could have gotten more out of this. But like I said, I, I put the word out a long time ago that I wanted to do a show with someone on the song and no one ponied up. And at a certain point, I was like, I really want to cover this. I don't want to let it go. And I was sort of thinking when would be the, the best time. And as I sit here, we sit here on the cusp of a major positive change in America. Uh, I thought maybe this was the the right way to to finally talk about this song. Um, he said, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. There'll be a link in the show notes to the full performance, the one with Ozzy Davis's intro. It's just masterful. And I have talked about on Twitter that I would love for some bootleg series edition 
out there to be all of his TV performances. And I know the rights of uh, putting something like that together would be insanely complicated because you'd be talking about David Letterman and Saturday Night Live and like the Frank Sinatra 80th birthday and the Willie Nelson birthday and a Tony Bennett tribute. I don't know how you'd work all that out. But again, money talks. You know, you pay people enough, they'll do it. Um, but I would love to see that because those these TV performances are just all over the place. And you can find them on YouTube and you can, you know, sort of cobble them together. And there are bootlegs out there of some of this material, but the sound isn't great. I would love it if Sony Music would find a way to do this. I mean, call it TV talking songs or something uh, and put all these together because, again, it's – Dylan has sort of stayed away from television for the most part, and we all know his, I think, his feelings about it uh, as a, you know, a, an idiot box or whatever. But he's, he has done it a lot, of, uh, you know, a number of times over the course of his so far 55 year career, say almost 60 year career. Uh, and I think it would be instructive to hear all these performances put together back to back. And like I said, I think this is not only one of his best TV performances, it's one of his best single live performances that he could just come out, do this amazing song and bring such emotion out of it and sing it to an audience that is, you know, knows this song in their bones. Uh, in fact, again, when you hear Ossie Davis's intro, when he finally mentions the title of the song, you hear the sort of roar of applause. Cause yes, this song is so beloved to so many people. And again, it's just such a powerful powerful performance and i've been listening to it a lot this week and i will continue to listen to it because again it's just it's, i just think it's one of the best things uh, he's ever done in a weird way so i think that's going to do it sorry for the short episode uh, we'll be back with a regular episode next week talking about a song um to wrap up here in lieu of a bunch of plugs for the twitter feed and the website and all that other kind of stuff i'm just going to suggest uh you go to blacklivesmatter.com and click on the donate button and uh, join the movement to fight for freedom liberation and justice and you can support uh, their cause which i think is a very very important and and worthy cause so i would say uh i my apologize to our my my generous Patreon supporters for not getting a mention this week, but you'll be back on the show next week. But I think uh, that's how I want to end this episode. Again, go to blacklivesmatter.com and click the donate button and you can uh, join the fight. So that's going to do it for this episode of Pod Dylan. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, never forget, a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> Just like a river, I've been a running ever since. It's been a long, a long.